At the recent Australian Championships, a quietly spoken Queenslander by the name of Callum Davies had a bit of a breakthrough run in the men's 1500 metre final. Sitting on the heels of Ollie Hoare and Matthew Ramson with a lap to run, Callum managed to hang on to the bronze, a sign of things to come perhaps. But for those watching the sport over the past five years or so, Callum has been a talent on the rise. We caught up with Callum in what is his first real piece of published media. We hope you enjoy it. Also, if you do enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Before we get into it, a quick word from this week's sponsor. Fractal Headwear was born in Australia and is proudly trusted by over 50,000 happy customers. Their focus is premium performance headwear designed for a community that loves to get outside and run. Check out fractal.com.au. Callum, welcome to Runners Tribe. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, well done on the third place at uh, Nationals just a few weeks ago. Uh, you've been watching your career progress for years and it just seemed to me like it was a bit of a breakthrough for you. Is that how you view it? Oh, thank you very much. Um, I think so. Uh, like last season, I, I ran some good times, some big PBs, but this year was really the first year that I was competitive place-wise, kind of on the national scene in, in the Opens. So, um, yeah, I think so. Um, and then following that up with you know, the Brisbane Track Classic the week after as well, I think was a big step forward for me. You were uh, sticking like rams and like shit to a blanket, you know, with about 600 metres to go. And you were, you were running like a man with confidence. Uh, is that, you know, how were you feeling during the race? And is that a, is that a fair call? Um, yeah. Um, so Nick, but my coach and Coles Birmingham, um, they kind of worked together with us and um, he gave me a call that morning and kind of talked about how he thought the race was going to play out and what it, we thought was my best chance of, you know, getting a medal. And um, that was to kind of go to the front in the first lap and a bit, slow it down and then kind of make Ollie come past me. And then he was going to have to wind it up from there because Rambo's got a good kick. Um, and then when he came past, just kind of slot in behind and hang on for dear life, basically. And yeah, 600 to go. I was thinking, yeah, well, I stuck my nose in it now. There's no going back. I've just got to hang on now. And um, yeah, so it was, Pretty simple game plan, I guess, but just try and hold on for as long as I could. So how does it work with Collis and, and Nick combined? So they were kind of a um, team effort. Like who, who do you communicate mainly or is it? Uh, mainly with Collis. So when I first joined the group last year, I think we'll touch on that a bit later, um, Nick was sending a session sessions for a couple of weeks and then he went overseas with like the Olympic group. Um, and Collis started looking after the people still in Australia. And um, since then, like he's been, you know, sending us sessions. I've been talking to him, you know, a couple of times a week um, since that. And even with Nick back, Collis still looks after us mainly just because he knows where we're at and how we've been going. Awesome. And so like, are you sending like uh, data from your, from your kind of um, Garmin or whatever to, Collis or you just or is it not that technical like how do you how do you communicate with him uh, I just send in my splits um, for my session um, pretty much and then maybe a brief summary of how it felt maybe 
Um, but that's just for sessions. Like I don't send anything else for easy runs or anything. Awesome, awesome. So like leading internationals, like I'm presuming that you had a, a pretty smooth run, no injuries, no niggles. Uh, is that is that fair? Yeah, I've yeah, I was injury free all last year. I've pretty much been injury free my whole life. Um about three weeks before nationals, I had a bit of a hamstring niggle. Like I was able to run still. Um I could I didn't miss any days, but I just didn't do anything super fast for about a week and um other than that yeah it was it was good it was just nice and smooth did you say that you've pretty much had no injuries your whole life did i hear that right yep. <laughs> yeah man, um man, i think the that? most i've ever had out with an injury is a week and that was what was that i did um i had some hamstring tendinopathy so it's kind of a bit of a recurring thing with me but um no it's when they were resurfacing um the warm-up track at QSAC for the Com Games, we trained on the inside track and that was so boring. Um, my coach at the time said, yeah, we'll run around backwards for this session. And having never run around a track backwards and kind of my body's in like a really yeah. fine-tuned, it just, yeah, set my, it's like my lateral biceps femoris tendon. So like kind of the outside hamstring um, off for a bit. And I think I took six or seven days off running with that, but it really wasn't too much. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of jealous people listening to this, you know, to, <laughs> to, to, to have your kind of junior career. I mean, I guess you'd, you you probably do quite big miles and to um to just literally, you're never a stressy or anything. Not not no, actually, no, not one. Um, I had the start of a stress reaction um, at the end of 2018, and that was we think it was because I actually well I tore my plantar fascia um kind of an injury but I didn't know I'd torn it so I just kept running and then it kind of healed and then I, I re-tore it but then all the damage was to the scar tissue so it was somehow worked out in my favor and because it was hurting I just strapped my foot super tight super tightly and it kind of changed the way I was landing and when we got an MRI for my plantar fascia it showed a big like, kind of stress start of a stress reaction in four different spots on my foot but it didn't progress anything past that yeah. so Tough, right, no, middle with you know distance middle distance runners like if you scan you know if you got a hundred of them and scan them all randomly i bet you there's a lot of stress reactions happening that you know yeah. never amount to anything hey so no um thankfully i've never had anything terrible yeah i mean there's i guess looking at you you're such a you, you know that short but you're you're, you're a shortish runner and um you know there's many many different kinds of talent and not getting injured is a, is a major form of talent, I guess. And you obviously have that behind you. So um, I hear that yeah. you tell me a bit about your junior career because uh, I, you know, been known Jared Clifford for a while and watched, I've, you know, watched him kind of grow up and you're always with him and you guys had to always compete in and uh, you know, tell me a little bit about that junior, junior career. Yeah. So I started running pretty much as soon, well, grade five for us in Queensland. So grade four for, Kind of New South Wales, Victoria. Um, my school PE teacher kind of used to win school cross country or whatever. Like, didn't do any training or anything like that. Didn't do little athletics and said I should go along to district cross country. And I, I made that team with no training at all. And then, and then she suggested I go along to the squad her daughter trains with, with one of my best mates from school. And um, that was Brian Chapman's group, who's my first ever coach. Um, didn't really take it super seriously i might have trained once a week and just played soccer um like 
didn't make states that first year, but then kind of the next three to four years would make the Med East teams. That's like our regional team and um, go to states and finish top 10. That might've trained twice a week and played soccer. So it wasn't super serious training for me. And um, yeah, just did cross country, didn't do athletics at all. Um, And then yeah, just kind of took it a little bit more seriously at the start of high school, might've trained like three times a week, didn't do any kind of jogging, easy runs, long runs, would literally just rock up for sessions, do like a 500 meter warm up. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just did cross country, didn't, athletics wasn't on my radar at all. And then um, kind of made a couple of state cross country teams, um, but never did anything at national cross, would always be like, significantly towards the back um and remember in i think it was grade 10 i had an absolute stinker at nationals and i just was so demoralized with that like i just i don't want to feel this way again this was it was terrible so um that's kind of probably the closest i was to giving it up at that point um but thankfully i was staying with one of my training partners in an airbnb and he was national steeple champion national 3k champion on the track and he goes oh why don't you try athletics like i don't know what that is i know there's an 800 and and that's it um so the whole drive back from albany to perth it was like five and a half hours i was just pestering him about (laughs) athletics and like oh what events are there like how do you run an 800 like um like who's good and whatever and i think got a bit annoyed me at the end of it but um yeah since then I, i ran the 800 I think that track season I thought how good is this it's only two laps mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I only have to run for two minutes and um that's kind of where I started and I think my first ever state athletics I came second in the 800 went to nationals I think I came seventh or eighth at all schools um and I thought okay cross country's done now I don't care anything I don't care about cross country I'm, I'm gonna be like a track runner and um I think that was my first Oz Juniors was under 17s. Um, I had no idea who was good. I just knew the Victorians were good. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ran the eight and 15 there and made the final of both. I think I came fifth and sixth, maybe. Um, again, I was probably running maybe 20K a week at that point. I really, no jogs, nothing like that. And um, I thought, oh, you know, this is really good. <laughs> then my last year of high school, I thought I want to have a good, cross country like probably my last one ever um so i I upped my mileage um and ran a 3k at nationals that year in the under 18s and i remember thinking i'm i'm running big k's at the moment and my biggest week was was 40k going into that nationals and um yeah went in as like the third slowest seed i think in the 3k and i actually won the race which was pretty cool um and that was the first time i thought wow i'm like i'm actually competitive in my own age group at least national wise and um yeah that was the year um matt rams and rambo actually qualified for world juniors and you now i was loving athletics at that point i was like obsessed and went out and watched all the under 20 races and saw him qualify for world juniors in poland i think it was and just thought that's something i wanted to do um and from then like I was an under 18 at that point. So I had two years until kind of my time. And that was the goal for the next two years was to qualify for that world junior team. And um, yeah, managed to do that, thankfully. And um, Finland, that's right? where I started. Was that, 
Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what I thought. The um, how did you go? Well, juniors, I forget. Good. Um, I made the final in the fifteen hundred. So, I think it's a pretty common um thing with me. I'm one of the, going as like one of the slower seeds. I think I was thirty nine out of forty two going in and um made it through to the final as one of the non autos and um came 11th in the final but was i was very happy with that when i look back at who was in that race it was not much i could have done i don't think yeah the um so you played soccer growing up like how like how much how, how important do you think that was in terms of uh, building an aerobic base like passively without really kind of realizing it oh super important i think um i was playing so much soccer like I, I don't know how I had the I had the energy for it really if I look looking back I was probably doing four school trainings a week plus a game plus two club trainings and a game and then I would might do like a club cross country in the afternoon on a Saturday after playing right. in the morning and um yeah. I think like I'm so I'm I've just I graduated last year in an exercise science degree and like one of the big topics in that is well, kids sport and how important that is. And one of the big ones is um, from ages kind of seven start of puberty through to 14, 15 is when you lay down a lot of your bone mass. So being really active then running around on, you know, the grass or whatever it builds strong bones and I, I wasn't sitting still like at all <laughs> through those ages. So I think that was really important for me. Um, like I've never had like a bone injury at all. Um, so I think, yeah, that was definitely really important for me. Awesome, mate. I mean, I just, there's been so many athletes over the years that maybe didn't run too much, but they played a lot of football, soccer growing up and mm-hmm. uh, it lays down a great aerobic base. Hey. Yeah. Um, I've always been a bit aerobically challenged. I've always found kind of the shorter stuff a, a bit easier. Um, but yeah, a bit worried where I would have been if I hadn't played all that soccer. <laughs> nice. Um, you, grew up, you grew up racing Jared a lot. Uh, how, you know, are you guys good mates? Yeah. So he was um, on my world junior team to Finland. Um, yeah. Around the, both around the 1500. Um, and I didn't know him before that trip. Like I knew of him because, you know, it's, jared clifford and funnily enough because like i wear glasses when i run the amount of people that would come up to me and go oh jared like hey jared oh, I'm, like, yeah. I'm not actually jared but um i'm flattered <laughs> um so yeah i used to race him uh, through high school kind of didn't know who he was but i just knew he was the other glasses runner um and then of course when he you know went to the paralympics when he was 16 you kind of started you know paying attention to how he was going and then probably hadn't spoken to him apart from like a congrats after the race before Finland, but became good mates on that trip. And, you know, still talk all the time now and catch up. So the year that's that been Jared, really good. Um, the year that Jared won the under twenties, 1500 at nationals, uh, were you, were you second in that race? I can't. What, yeah. You know. So that was um, our trial for world juniors. Yeah. Um, it's a good story. That one. So going into the race, only three of us had the qualifying time. Jared wasn't one of them um and I had a big stack in the heat the day before I got tripped by one of the New Zealanders um and came last in my heat but got put through to the final right um 
yeah, I, I literally did a flip. It's pretty impressive. The video is out there. <laughs> um, and anyway, going to the final and was just thinking, oh, I almost didn't walk into the call room. Like I'd spent two hours in the medical room the night before, hadn't cooled down or anything and was just could barely run. I think I did like a lap jog and maybe two or three run-throughs and thought, oh, you know, I'll give it a crack. You never know what will happen. And going to the race and I came second and the two other guys with the qualifying time finished way back and, but well, you know, that should get me on the team. Like that, I couldn't believe I'd come second with that. So nice. I was thinking, yeah, I'm the top finisher with a qualifying time. Little did I know there was another meet on <laughs> the next night, the Sydney Track Classic, yeah. and Jared got a late entry to that and went and ran a qualifying time with three hours left in the window. Yeah. What did he... Which was... What did he dump... It was like a 3.40... What did he run that day? It was like 3.45 or something? Yeah, he ran 3.45, which was yeah. three seconds under the qualifying time, yeah. was the fastest that anyone had run. It was like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I, was, which, I remember that. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, um, which then gave him the auto spot. Um, and then it was kind of discretionary who would get that second spot. Um, and then you know, I wasn't super motivated to do the 800, but the dad was like, oh, you know, go out, go out there and show them that you, you're not going to like throw the towel in when, you know, you're hurting or whatever. Sounds pretty bad, but it was, it was, he was very supportive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so went out the 800, made the final, but, you know, didn't medal or anything in that um but yeah that was kind of enough to get me that second spot on the team and a trip to europe nice. so how did the switch like when did you switch to being coached by uh collis and nick and uh when did that come to pass um so may 2021 um i'd been with brian chapman for i think it was just over 13 years at that point so he was my first ever coach stuck with him the whole way and um we worked really well together um it was by the end it was like a very collaborative environment um i'm not sure if you've ever heard of met brian heard of met brian but um he's pretty stuck in his ways he's been coaching for a very long time and he's got seven sessions that you just do year round on on rotation so you do like one two three four five six seven and he's been doing that for over 20 years um so what, by the end what, of it we, are there easy runs in between this like do you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so not including the long runs and the easy runs just no just no so three just yeah. yeah three sessions a week monday wednesday saturday through our group yeah um what are the seven then, sessions are they just uh, are they like super weird or are they just are they just standard, standard no they're, they're 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 weird um <laughs> <laughs> they're not it's just I don't, Brian's a little bit secretive with his stuff, so I don't want to oh, right. give away all the secrets, but like a, a very high source. volume. Yeah, you can find I think you can find them if you dig hard enough, but um, very high volume of short reps. Um, you know, some sessions I'd be getting 11, you know, towards the end, 11 or 12K volume of reps. But so like, uh, like huge numbers of 200 meter reps and stuff like that yeah 200 yeah. we did a lot of reps that were just time-based so like a minute two minute three minute reps yeah um, rather than distance um yeah. we did not many like pure track sessions it was you know running around ovals up hills on a trail or whatever so it was probably more like cross-country training than you'd expect yeah, um cool. yeah big volume of short reps um and like decent recovery so you know you could hit them hard 
So how have you found um, then, the switch? Sorry. So how have you found uh, the yeah. switch to to Nick? You know, like who isn't as maybe into the short uh, reps and is more into you know the longer reps maybe and um, you know and he's well known for having really short recovery. So how's all that gone? <laughs> it was tough to start with. Um, like I've known, I met Nick years ago, and Brian and Nick have known each other for a very long time, and. Um, when I go down to Fool's Creek, I stay with um, a bunch of blokes that kind of train with them on a Tuesday morning um, under Tim O'Shaughnessy. So I've kind of been in and around the group for a while um, and then um, made the switch last year. I called Nick and said, oh, you know, what do you think? Like, what do you think I need to do to get to that next level? And he, he goes, you're training with Brucey Thursday. So it wasn't like a, a like a delayed process it kind of just happened and um my coach was really good with it he, he kind of knew i was going to take that next step by moving to nick for a while and um so there's no hard feelings there we still talk all the time but definitely training wise like going from running you know 1k reps with three minutes rest to 1k reps with you know a 200 jog or one minute it exposed me a lot <laughs> as a runner um yeah. but i found it really tough at the start um but thankfully Jack Bruce was awesome about kind of showing me the ropes and talking me through some of those sessions. Like he was dropping me, of course, because he's good, <laughs> very good. Um, but he was really good about like, oh, you know, it's effort-based, run your own pace, don't get sucked into reps with me if you can't, if you don't think you can handle it. And um, he was really good, like helping me out early on. And almost a year later now, I don't get dropped very often in track sessions at least um yeah it was definitely something i've had to learn and learning to run set paces is also a bit tricky um with brian it was just kind of run whatever he never gave us a split to hit just run to feel um i don't care how fast or slow you go whereas with carlos and nick it's okay you're going to run a 1600 you're going to go 70 66 70 66 so it's kind of locking into that pace was something i needed to to learn but thankfully i'm okay at that now and how do you how do you handle the thresholds oh i'm terrible um like it depends on the day of course and brisbane is awful for trying yeah. to run thresholds um what, it's what time of the day do you do them do you... um we have been training at 7 a.m probably last six months or more at 7 a.m um, in, in a brizzy summer hey yeah yeah if, things if you go any earlier it's just more humid so it doesn't feel any easier um so we kind of go 7 a.m you don't have to get up like super duper early but you beat some of the heat um but yeah thresholds in brisbane are tough that being said i'm terrible at it (laughs) um i've had to kind of put the ego away with them and just kind of learn to run to my own pace and um you know when i first started doing them i'd i'd try and run with jack and then blow up like in 10 minutes and then okay, well, I'll, I'll try and run, you know, 308s for this threshold or 310s. And being that pace focused, you kind of, I ignored how I was feeling and then would just blow up or the last few K would be really tough. So I've just had to kind of put my ego away with those and realize, you know, this is my threshold, like effort or heart rate now. And yeah, I don't care what anyone else is doing. Right. And so are you doing that based on heart rate or based on like, you know, knowing your uh, K splits and, just trying to hit, you know, three fourteens every K or whatever. And yeah, how does that how does that work? 
Uh, so I go off my heart right now. Yeah. Um, I wasn't. I was going off splits and then was struggling a lot or Carlos would be like, you're running too fast or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I just bought a heart rate monitor and um, being a bit shorter and my heart always beats really fast. And I kind of just try and sit in about 175 to 180 in yeah. the mornings. Um, and then, you know, if the last K or two is a little bit above that, that's okay. Um, and so and I just have it on. Yeah, so. so I just have it on like the heart rate screen. I don't have splits or time showing at all. And just, just I know yeah. roughly how far I need to run in you know, 28 minutes or something. Yeah, cool, cool. And are you getting, so is your heart rate getting up to 175 to 185 within kind of the first K, by the end of the first K? Um, 175 would be probably, you know, three to four minutes. Um, yeah. And then just try and control it from there. So if I'm out a bit quick, that's fine. It's just kind of getting up to that kind of lower range and then just try and sit in that kind of five beat range as much okay. as possible and that uh weekly threshold is that is that kind of just like a, a set stable that you never miss that this is like a core part of the training um not really it does change a little bit um like for example last week Collis actually gave me paces to run that you know the first half was basically threshold and then the second half kind of got a bit quicker. Um, but the the distances, you know, change week to week. So one week it might be a 20-minute threshold and then some like 16, well, 15 on, 15 off for six minutes. Or it might be um, an 8K threshold or it could be 15 minutes and then 10 by 30 seconds or something. So it does change regularly, um, which is good though because it doesn't get stale and you don't, get into thinking i've got to run each one faster yeah. than the last one and, yeah. um, which is good and the squad up there like uh i mean you mentioned you train with jack a lot uh is who else is there up there um with mtc that you train with um so ryan gregson so the gregsons have moved to brisbane yeah, um as of the start of the year unfortunately yeah. he's injured at the moment um yeah. he's got an ankle injury so i think he's just jogging at the moment are you guys um, all in brizzy like um, or are you out of Brizzy or? Uh, well, Jack, Ryan and I are all in Brisbane, kind of yeah. different parts of Brisbane. Um, gotcha. But then Jude Thomas has joined the group recently. Um, so he lives in Ipswich and makes the drive over. So it's about, I think it's about 40 minutes for him. Yeah. Are you guys training far. along the um, trail there at UQ? Is that kind of where you guys meet up? Yeah, on Tuesday or Thursdays, that's kind of every week. That's where we do our thresholds. Um, usually it's just Jack and I on a Thursday, Saturday um, at the moment, and then Jude comes to the track sessions on Tuesdays. Nice. Um, and then we're usually at UQ on the track as well, um, but sometimes we go to QSAC depending on. Yeah. Been, been plenty, plenty of very good runners um, do a lot of kind of modified legs and thresholds along that. UQ for sure there. Lovely place. Yeah, it's a good it's a good spot. It's a good spot. Um, that's cool. Um, what's happening? Like are you at uni or are you working full time or you're not working? Like what's what's the story with all that? Uh so I finished uni last year, um, uh, exercise science degree at UQ. Um, so did that full time. Um and now work as a research assistant um with UQ. Yeah. Um, kind of in biomechanics and physiology, which is really cool <laughs> oh yeah cool cool awesome so you so you're working full-time or is it uh part-time uh, oh, it's technically not full-time but yeah. my hours because we're going to europe in a couple of months um right. kind of 
getting it done early Yeah, yeah, because we're working on a project at the moment. So I want to kind of get as much done as I can before I go. And are you, so you're going to Europe with obviously with MTC um, and you're going to be based in, in, in London or. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the plan. I actually don't know too many of the details. Um, I know Jude and I are going over. Um, Jack's going to America for some 5Ks um, in California, whereas Jude and I are going to America a bit later, uh, not America, to Europe a bit later. um, And that's more about like the experience, I think. It's what Nick wants us to get. Yeah. Um, I saw that like I was looking up your 800 PB. It was like, uh, I think it's 151. uh, And what was the split in... Yeah, eight hundred in your closing eight of that final. Do you know it must have been uh, it was one fifty. It was yeah, it was one fifty point something. So it was a yeah. was a PB. Um, yeah. Those last two laps at nationals, which yeah, is kind of cool, cool, I guess. That's cool. Did you? Um, that's awesome. That's obviously the the fastest you've ever closed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've run a, a few, eight, like the last two laps of fifteen hundred, close to my eight hundred PB before, just when my PB was a bit slower. Um, so I did that in the World Junior Final in Finland, and I think I did it at Nationals in 2019 as well. So yeah. I kind of knew nice. how those that last two laps was going to feel. Um, doesn't make it any easier, but you just I uh, wasn't panicking about it. I'm like, this is going to hurt, <laughs> um, but uh, I can I was, get through it. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at all your PBs, and um, they're all set, obviously, in Australia. Like you're a young dude, you haven't been tra- traveling too much, but um, uh, you know how. Are you looking forward? You must be looking forward to just getting overseas and just getting in some of those races where you can just run mid pack and they go out super fast with rabbits and all that sort of stuff. Is is that the goal just this year, just to get over there and just get amongst it, um, get some experience? Yeah, um, exactly. I think last year I was lucky with Jai running so fast domestically that I got in a few races with him and you know the paces would get out quicker. I could just sit back and you know I ran three thirty eight twice domestically last season which was a yeah. big step forward for me and then this domestic season it was Collis and Nick wanted me to compete they wanted me to try and win or like try and medal or whatever um so you know I'd say oh, I, I want I want to set up a fast race and they'd be like no don't want like nationals is the big one who cares about running fast in February or whatever um and you know I've always enjoyed doing like our state champs and whatnot and um they're like you need to kind of choose what races are important to you now. So that's been a bit of a mentality shift for me this year as well. Um, but, yeah, definitely want to run some PBs in Europe this year. And, um, like, I still try and compete well. Um, like, I don't want to finish eighth or yeah. whatever. Um, but I think if I'm competing in races over there, then I'm going to run fast anyway. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. You just uh, – it's it's a fascinating time for, for middle-distance running, isn't it? You know, just to – how good we are at the moment with with Ollie and you know Stu mm-hmm. and Rambo and, and all these guys. It's great times, and I'm um, hopefully yeah. Jai gets back back from injury as well. And yeah, hopefully it's um it's exciting for Australia. It's not great for me, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, of course, that's what I was getting um, at. But um, yeah, um, but maybe no, it's, it's, gonna, it's great to see. Yeah, maybe it'll drag you down and get you get you you know sub three thirty four and uh, you know. I, yeah, it might it might end up helping you. Hey, yeah, yeah, like definitely. Um, yeah, like especially you know, Jai last season that was an awesome domestic season that he had, and he just 
you know, everyone was running super fast, yeah. like PB range apart from Stewie. Um, and that's just because, you know, he's Stewie. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, it was obviously Grego and, um, um, you know, and Risley and, uh, and Rafi and those guys were kind of the, the, the best and, you know, there's certainly just the game's changed. Hey, like you've got, you obviously yeah, had yeah. two people at, in the Olympic final and, you know, it's, it's tough as hell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you don't, do you know what races you're going to, you're targeting or is it, does Nick kind of keep that uh, pretty quiet and just tell you, tell you guys later? Um, well, I like to like explicitly ask him what I'm, what races I'm doing because he's yeah. kind of just, yeah, <laughs> does his own kind of thing. Um, but I think I mean, the I guess plan you is need to know though. Hey, you just, just, <laughs> just train and figure it out later, right? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I've got a race in Sweden, a 1500, um, yeah. a couple of races in Ireland is like that kind of mile yeah. week that they do. Um, and then I think a 1500 in Italy, um, cool. as well. Awesome. It sounds like, um, it sounds so cool, you know, like just, you're going to go to all these different countries. Like, obviously this is like, you're working full time and you're obviously probably going to dig into your savings to make all this happen. Um, and that's some, is that the reality of it? Like obviously flying to Italy and going to Ireland, like, um, you don't have a sponsor at this stage that pays all those flights, right? No, no, I don't. I'm kind of yeah. part of the mum and dad track club. Not, yeah. not yeah. quite. Um, but you know, I, I want a bit of prize money the last kind of eight months, um, yeah. like on the roads and like domestically. And I think we're going to, um, Leonora on oh, route. Are you coming? Europe, I didn't so. know that. No. Uh, yep. Ross is organising that. I should have chatted to him. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realise. That's awesome. Yep. So I think Jude and I are coming over for that on route, which will be good. Yeah. Um, and then you know the, the races in Europe, there is prize money at them as well. So um, yeah, we should have rigged it. Should be and, okay. And not invited <laughs> Jude for you. <laughs> I think he got the invite before me from Nick. So. Oh, did he? Oh, but I'm not sure. Like. I've no idea how what Nick was thinking um, about Europe, but he'd he'd brought up Europe to Jude before nationals, but it was only after nationals that he kind of mentioned it to me. And I think maybe he thought, oh, you know, it's actually worth it for Callum now. Maybe uh -huh. I don't know. <laughs> so, so from your squad, um, you know, obviously, um, Verona's tribe um, organises Leonora, but I'm a bit, um, I've stepped away a bit from that. Is it, um, is it you and Jude coming? Are you the two main guys? Um, from Brisbane, yes. Yeah. Um, Jack, I don't know. I don't think he is. Gotcha. I don't think he thinks he is either. Okay. Um, Melbourne runners from MTC, I've got no idea. Yeah, about. cool, cool. Ah, sweet. Ah, should be good. Should be good. Um, <laughs> I, I know Rambo's not going to be there because he'll already be overseas. So um, yep. I think Deng's coming, which should be interesting <laughs> on the roads. Um, yep. But, yeah, should be fun. You've never, have Other you ever been out to... Leonor before? No, I haven't. It's uh, it's a bit it's a it's a it's a unique experience. Hey, it's like mm -hmm. middle of nowhere, out back. Um, it's kind of a one street town, really. But you'll probably be a bit blown away by how strange the experience is. <laughs> no, it'll be good. Um, haven't been anywhere quite like that before, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, let's. We've been chatting for about thirty five minutes now, so let's let's wrap this up and. Good luck in Europe um, and hopefully, you know, it'd be great to see that 338 drop down to a few seconds. You know, obviously looking at that running at, at nationals, it's like totally, totally got it in you. It's just a matter of just getting in there. So good luck and we'll stay in touch and we'd love to Thank you very much.
Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Carl. Take care, mate.